Good day, audience, and welcome to another episode of Ramble Shrapnel, where we t- take 15 to 20 minutes of your time to talk about a topic that we covered in the main episode, which the main episode of the Ramble Shamble, which if you have not listened, I encourage you to go have a listen, is Smart Animals. Ooh. And as always, I am joined by the fabulous, the, the man with so many words I cannot pronounce, Jotun. How you <laughs> I like that way. Everybody, everybody, try to understand what I just said there in that language. <laughs> slow it down, reverse it, play it back, and then put it really d- deep, and then or slow down, and you'll see, you'll hear what he actually yeah. said. Subliminal messaging, people. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna hear the true name of the seventh prince of hell. <sighs> and we just um, heard it right there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hi. That was quite a. Oh, quite yeah, high, you, but... you introduced me, so I just. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's cool. Okay, audience, uh, so the main topic is smart animals. We're going to talk about can wild animals be tamed like pets? So this could be like in um, a cheetah, you, you found as a cub and you raised it up into adulthood and now you're keeping it as a personal pet in your residence and everyone looks at you very weirdly like i've seen many videos where people have had lions jaguars leopards crocodiles uh coyotes and all kinds of and wild animals that they keep as pets like they feed them well they treat them well and they have to obviously they treat them differently to like cats and dogs which are more domesticated now Jotun. What what's your feeling about this? Do you think wild animals can truly become domesticated as our pets like dogs and cats? Because I don't think it's that's the case. I think if you, if the wild animal was agitated enough or say angry enough, I think that they would they still retain the essence of wildness to them. What do you say, Yotun? Yeah, I do. I, I I fully agree with you there. Primarily for reason that. Like it's 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 very much in their instinct still, like to be on the hunt, and like it's it's just difficult to stamp that kind of behavior out of animals. And the only way in which you could possibly do that is if you completely isolate the animal from the very beginning and try to raise it with, I think, like previously domesticated animals, and preferably previously domesticated animals of the same, I think, genus, although not species. So, for example, Mm -hmm. if you had a wolf, you could probably uh, train it to live like a pet if it was living around other dogs. But you couldn't, I wouldn't even try do that if if you just had cows and you tried to raise a wolf among the cows (laughs) <laughs> no, things, instincts will kick in because it's not similar enough and it doesn't have something to model its behavior on. Um, mm. The way that domestication happened with all the other animals that are properly domesticated, some probably not really cats, but all the other ones was that it happened over like 10,000 years or scores of thousands of years yes. and very, very gradually to the extent where we we are able to pick up on 
their facial expressions, um, maybe not entirely intentionally, but we started selecting for the qualities inside dogs that we were looking for, such things as having juvenile features where their heads literally look more akin to the puppy stage of a canine as compared mm-hmm. to the adult stage with nice big eyes, relatively short snout, and uh, the ears that like flatten back and look more cute and cuddly. If you contrast the big doughy puppy eyes compared to a wolf, which is like this piercing gaze, like that shit's scary, dude. We wouldn't want to have those things hanging around us. So we selected for the ones that looked cuter and cuter. And then there must have been some kind of a feedback loop where they they recognized when we were giving them attention and vice versa as well. Because mm. I don't know if you know this, but uh, humans are kind of similar to dogs in that we have nice big whites around our eyes, and yeah. our irises. And so if they're looking at us and we're looking at them, we know that. Whereas if you were to look at like a gorilla, those they have like blacks around their eyes, I think. And so we can't recognize if they're looking directly at us unless they're facing us. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is it takes tens of thousands of years to, to do that. So unless yeah. you have a wolf playing with puppies from the start, I don't think it's going to work. Yeah, I also agree with that because I've seen a lot of... Uh videos where they say where people have taken wolves in as companions i don't i want to avoid the word pets because i don't think it's like pets they don't treat them like pets and the people that own them say that there's certain things you can do with the wolf and there's certain things you should not and like it's not nothing like a dog where because the the, the wolf still considers you as an alpha it's a bit like the jurassic park movie where uh, the humans, the alpha, and the wolf is like obviously respects you as an alpha. It respects you. It's more more respect than like, hey, I love you as my owner. And I I like I like to like I think, when I think of I this, think that alpha thing is a bit of a myth. It's quite a myth though. It is a myth, but I do I do think there is something to there where like there is a dominant figure, and the wolf respects the dominant figure. Like if the like there's a certain thing like if. When you're on a dog or uh, uh, a dog, when you're, <laughs> when you're as a puppy. riding a dog, when you're on a dog, <laughs> no, as you do. when you <laughs> when you when you own a dog, and if you don't treat it the, the rights from the wrongs, and you have to be firm about those wrongs, you will the dog will be misbehaving or do whatever the heck it wants, and it will obviously it's not well trained, and that's where obviously there's no dominant role to kind of teach the dog from the rights and the wrongs. Um, it's it's in any animal really. If you don't have that kind of like assertiveness to say that, look, this is our relationship. I love you as much as I like. I love you to the bottom of my heart. But you need to know what's right and what's wrong. And if you obviously do wrong, expect to be punished. And it, it sounds like I'm being evil here, but it's like in Primal, the the the, the series, which is such a great series. Uh, Jotun introduced me to it, and I carried on watching it to so the final final episode of the season. And you, it was, it was Fang, it's right? It's Spear and Fang. Um, I am not sure. Who are the characters' names? The, the T-Rex and the caveman. I think um, the caveman's Spear. Not sure. I'm going to call him Grunt. 
people choose what do you want to call them i'll, I'll call them spear and the other one fang um screaming so, <laughs> so i find that relationship really realistic like i know yotin was the one who introduced me to the show and he's like oh this 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 seems realistic and seeing their relationship grow from the point where obviously fang was a lot more wild and like could do this kind of thing but they had that kind of respect for each other so it was more like a partnership uh companionship and i noticed near the coming closer to the final season fang was treated more like a less of like an equal companion more like a uh, spear was looking after fang more and telling teaching fang the, from the rights and the wrongs they were still like partners in crime but i felt like the relationship had came to the point where fang would rely on spear to help make the decisions while fang would be the muscle of the group did you manage to watch the end of the final season of uh primal yotin uh, well, it depends on how you define final season, because I'm not sure about that. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure what I last watched, but I think so. I think it only has two seasons, bro. No, it had a had a latest season that came out last year. Oh, yeah, hey. I watched that one. But I'm pretty sure that's season two. Okay, so you did watch the last season then. Um, but Yeah, but anyway, yeah. Yeah, what do you think of the Fang Spear relationship or Grunt Er relationship? So I think what you're talking about with a male or an alpha and their relationship is not the right conception of or not the popular regard of what that alpha relationship is. That's purely a thing of dominance. And I think it's a thing of fear and wariness and being careful rather than like subservience i don't think those are the same um although it can easily be misconstrued as being such so i think that that's just that one is too scared to do anything against the other or against the will of the other and not really like a follower if we can call it that does that make sense okay because that's like that's like fear of being slapped or beat or something you know well no well you see that i don't see it as that as the alpha thing i see it as more like respect like you respect that this person or this uh creature knows what it's doing and you want them to take the lead of the situation and maybe the punishment was the wrong way of putting it but like obviously when you're in a kind of a leadership role even when you you're raising your child your child respects you because obviously you you just have this wisdom and experience behind you, which they won't truly understand, but they know that I know Papa, Mama know what they're talking about because they're the one who've been teaching me of everything from the rights and the wrongs. And obviously when I do something wrong, they they try to protect me or slash warn me of those potential consequences in a less consequential manner. So by alpha, I mean like it's more like a respectable role, like they respect you to be the lead of the situation that's what i was kind of thinking well that, that's the kind of feel that i get from those animals is that they they're wild but they're not necessarily tame they're more like i respect you to know and i respect and i know that you'll feed me and if you tell me to fly or run or do something i know it's for a good cause or good reason behind it so i will listen to you no i disagree i think that um that respect would also mean that they they don't do anything like against you. 
but I think in actual yeah actuality, like as soon as they see you screwed up, then they would immediately go for you instead. I think that yeah. they would still be a hundred percent cutthroats, and I don't think that that's the idea of like the the beta and the alpha beta relationship. So I think in, in order for that whole idea of the alpha to be true, then if they saw you were weak, then they would just leave you alone. But the fact that they would just like tear you apart the moment they could means that they're not actually your beta. They're just scared of you. Okay, interesting. So you think that like the pampered jaguars that have been like in nail treatment and being fed this fabulous meat, uh, fabulous meals three times a day are more just like using the using the humans at this stage and if their humans would stop doing that kind of thing they would just get a lot more aggressive against the, their human owners yeah they think we're their pets basically ah, interesting very interesting why why wouldn't they because they think that we we give them food like why would they why would they want to screw that up <laughs> like whenever they meet a, or if they were to meet another wild version of their species they'd probably be like uh, like let's say that other wild one was being rebellious or whatever they'd probably be like dude fuck don't mess with the system or we get free food here <laughs> <laughs> I like that I like that thinking is like dude we got a good system here yeah, we don't have I'm, to hunt we get to sleep all day they pamper us, they clean us, they do everything for us. All we must do is just relax and just pretend we're playing with them now and again. Yeah. <laughs> Disease is a thing of the past. Shut up. <laughs> it's like, dude, I can't hold it anymore. I need the I need to throw the hunt. I need to feel the claws. I need to see feel the flesh in my teeth. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a good that's a good that's a good place to end off this shorter episode of Rival Shuffle. Okay, audience, as we told you, this is a there's a snippet of the main episode or a little side topic that we we thought that would be worthwhile to talk about on from the main episode points. Again, if you haven't listened to the episode, I highly recommend you have a listen. As well, if you like this episode, we would appreciate a great rating that you can possibly give to us and share it with other friends or family that want to hear a short little snippet of what we think of wild animals can be pets question mark explanation mark I don't know whatever special character mark after them maybe hashtag mark <laughs> but until then guys uh, that's it from me Mackie and my co-host bye everyone your turn bye bye